Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Portland, Oregon to Ellensburg, Washington, and from Anchorage, Alaska to Montana State University Billings, wherever it is you may be listening tonight, welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. I'm your host, Robert Lowry. Tonight on GNAC Insider, a little bit later, we're going to have an opportunity to talk to Concordia women's soccer forward, Sydney Van Steenberg. Also, Felix Kemboy from the Alaska Anchorage cross-country team will join us. Boy, a couple of standout performers in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference going to join us tonight here on GNAC Insider. We're also a little bit later going to have the opportunity to talk what's coming up around the GNAC. And we are right at the end of the fall sports season. Some championships coming up soon. We'll tell you all about those coming up a little bit later this evening here on GNAC Insider. But at the top of tonight's show, let's go ahead and take a look at what happened last week around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. First, on the football field, Number 19, Central Washington, took down Humboldt State 62-24 to for the Wildcats' fourth straight victory. Now, that victory actually clinched at least a share of a second straight GNAC championship for Central. In men's soccer, top-ranked Simon Frazier at 16-0-0 enters the seventh week of the GNAC campaign with a perfect record still intact. The top team in Division II was in action twice last week, beating Seattle Pacific 2-1 before recording its 11th shutout of the season in a 4-0 victory against Northwest Nazarene. In women's play, Western Washington is ranked number uh, number six, we should say, nationally after sweeping Northwest Nazarene and Montana State Billings last week on the road. The victories clinched the GNAC regular season title for the Vikings, Coming off a 3-1 victory against St. Martins and a 1-1 draw to Seattle Pacific, Concordia is ranked 17th in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll. On the volleyball court, Western Washington kept rolling with a pair of three-set sweeps of Simon Fraser and Montana State Billings. The Vikings have won 21 straight matches and are ranked number two nationally. And in golf, Simon Fraser was the only men's team in action posting a 10th place finish at the Cal State Monterey Bay Otter Invitational. The clan was led by freshman Isaac Lee, who tied for sixth among all individual competitors. On the women's side, Concordia was the top GNAC team, placing third at the Sonoma State Fall Invitational, which was hosted down there in Rohnert Park, California. Well, we started off GNAC Insider talking about football. We're actually going to now talk football with our first guest on GNAC Insider, a man who is very well acquainted with football around the great Northwest athletic conference. One of the top wide receivers ever to come out of the great Northwest athletic conference. Now a member of the Los Angeles chargers. Tyrell Williams is joining us tonight. I uh, I guess you're in Los Angeles. Is that right? Tyrell. 
Yeah, up here in L.A. now. No more San you're in, Diego. You're in, a, you're in L.A. tonight. I know that the uh, Chargers are going to be playing against the Seahawks Sunday afternoon at CenturyLink Field in Seattle. Obviously, it's just Tuesday. What are the travel arrangements? When will you head up towards Seattle? Uh, we're going to take off up there uh, Saturday afternoon, get in there uh, about Saturday evening. Okay. Well, we brought you on tonight because uh, a couple of things. You are playing so well for the Chargers right now in the middle of one of your top years since leaving Western Oregon University. Matter of fact, you're coming off one of your best games of the year. Four grabs, 118 yards, and a touchdown in an exciting 20-19 win over the Titans a couple of weeks ago. The Chargers on a bye this past week. Talk a little bit about your transition from a great Division II player into now one of the up-and-coming receivers in the National Football League. What, what have you learned? What, what did you take from Western Oregon with you, and what have you been able to build on from your Division II collegiate experience? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty easy transition, honestly, going from, from there just with my teammates and stuff, you know, helped me out. You know, I had a lot of good uh, veteran receivers that were able to help me when I first got into um, the league. But just, I think, you know, being D2, kind of wanting to always prove myself that I, I was good enough to play D1 or at the next level. So uh, just being able to work hard and always having that as, like, my main thing has really been able to help me transition to the league and, and kept that same, um, you know, work ethic going on drafting and everything. So I always want always and still am trying to prove myself that I can play and feel like I always have, like, a, a little tip on my shoulder. So that's kind of been a big thing for me. You joined the Chargers in 2015, and you have had a, a continuing successful path up the, up the roster chart with San Diego. Talk a little bit about what it was like when you went into camp for that first time. Did, did you feel that you were on equal footing with the other receivers they brought in that year, despite the fact you came from a Division II school? And again, when a lot of people, when you listen to the NFL Network, they're going to talk about all these uh, power conference players. They didn't talk much about Tyrell Williams. When you walked into the camp, did you feel you were on equal footing with everybody else? Uh, yeah, definitely. No, I felt like I was I was good enough to be drafted. Uh, but once I wasn't drafted, you know, I, I was really just hoping for an opportunity to get in uh, and just be able to prove that I could play. I mean, I felt like I could play at the D1 level um, when I was in college. So always having that, that feeling just wanting to – to get to get the opportunity to be able to prove myself, and so once I got to camp, I knew um, just go out there and, and play like I knew how to play, and uh, just make those plays. Make I just wanted to be known as a playmaker, and when the ball got in my hands or when the ball was coming to me, that always had an opportunity to either take the top off or, or score. So um, once I got in there, it was an opportunity, and I wasn't. I mean, once you get in there, no one cares what college you went to, so uh, you just got to make plays. And it's a production league, so once I got that opportunity, I just want to take advantage. It's interesting you, you say what you just did there about once you get into camp at the NFL, they don't care what your pedigree or your degree says in terms of where you came to school or came from in terms of school. What they care about is whether you can run the routes, whether you have speed, whether you have hands. And in that regard, obviously, you showed that there are D2 competitors who can play up to, uh, to anybody. Not true? Is, is, that, is that what you went in there trying to prove that? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, when I first got there, Danny Woodhead was also there. He's a D two guy, so um, you know, been able to see him and and see the success that he's had, you know, and just kind of follow his lead and try to try to go from there. And 
Um, but like I said earlier, you know, once you get in there, they don't care what school you're from. If you're outperforming somebody that's, you know, from Alabama, first-round pick or whatever, it doesn't matter. You just go in there. And, and if you're producing, then you're the one producing. So that's kind of been my thing and just always trying to prove myself. And we have a couple of D2 guys on our roster right now, um, Austin Eckler, who's been a big part of the offense as well. And so just having both of us, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool that we both came from D2 and able to have a big impact on the team. We're talking with Tyro Williams, former Western Oregon University star receiver, now starring with the Los Angeles Chargers in the National Football League. And uh, Tyrell, I, I wanted to ask you about that. You talk about Danny Woodhead being a D2 guy. You talk about other guys being from Division II. Do do D2 guys in the NFL, do you have a tendency to hang together? Do you, do you wear that Division II uh, label as a badge of honor as, as, a, as a unit? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, – I mean, it, I, I feel like it's cool, you know, because you're always kind of an underdog guy. There's not a lot of guys that are drafted out of D2. So, uh, we're mostly undrafted guys, always trying to prove ourselves and, and usually going year from year trying to fight, you know, and so – um, like those guys that come in, you know, I always try to try to help them up there. There's other D2 guys that come in since I've been there. Uh, and then, like yeah. I said, Austin has, has come in and played really well for us and, and been balling. He's a D2 guy. So, yeah, we definitely stick together, and it's kind of an unspoken bond. Interesting. You are catching passes, and you have been catching passes from a guy who I, I think has a, has a good shot at potentially – uh, ending his career and being inducted at some point in the future into the Hall of Fame and Philip Rivers. What's it like catching passes from him, and how has he helped you become an even better receiver than uh, you were when you came out of college? Uh, I mean, it's been awesome, you know, being able to play with a guy like him. He's, he's definitely one of the best to do it. He's having a great year this year, and he's I mean, he's had great years, you know, forever. So um, just being with him and how smart he is and able to, you know, learn from him and what he sees in defenses and stuff. I mean, it's, it's been a big help for me in, in my progression. And then obviously playing with him more and more, getting on the same page with him and just being able to, you know, figure things out in that way. So, I mean, it's been huge for my production. And then obviously just being in there for four years now, getting that familiarity with him has been big for me. You had four years you played at Western Oregon, four years now in the NFL. You have made progression year after year after year. Now, the casual fan watching the NFL on Sundays, as I do, probably isn't able to pick it up. But what are you trying to improve this year? What are you trying to do better this year than maybe you did last year? And you've got so many skills. You're fast. You've got great hands. You run good routes. You think you've got it all. But everybody wants to get better all the time in the NFL. What are you working on specifically? Um, You know, honestly, I work on – Everything in the off season, I I try to to get better at every single thing I can, you know, and, and what I am good at, I try to get even better at. So, um, but some of the things I just really focused on was uh, contested catches and high point the ball this this off season, kind of been a main thing. And then I just want every time I touch the ball, I have an opportunity to score. I want to feel like um, if I have a target my way, that the defense is is scared that I'm able to to turn it into a play, whether it's a one yard catch and run or a deep ball over the top. So. That's kind of been my main thing is just be a playmaker and be a difference maker and then just make those contested catches and always be coming down with the ball no matter what. Talked about the fact a couple of minutes ago, we're talking with Tyrell Williams, former Western Oregon University star receiver, now with the L.A. Chargers in the NFL. Chargers on a bye week this past week. They play in Seattle this weekend. As you had the bye week, you had the opportunity to see your alma mater play down there 
at Azusa Pacific this past weekend. You were you were in the you were in attendance for that game, were you not? Yeah, I made a trip up to LA and watched that switch and I got a team play this year, so it was cool to see some coaches and see some of the guys. Do you still keep in touch with Western Oregon? I understand that you are still quite active with the school. What what are some of the things that you're doing to, to stay active with Western Oregon? Oh yeah, I mean most of the coaches are still there that uh that coached with me, uh, coached when I was playing there. And, uh, one of my quarterbacks is now the quarterback coach there, so he's a good friend from college, Trey Shimabukuru. And so I, I see him all the time and, and try to stay in connect with those guys and, and Coach Metzger, the uh, strength and conditioning coach out there. So I'm still really close with everybody. And uh, A lot of the guys playing I didn't get a chance to play with kind of uh, were gone once I was a senior. So, uh, But I definitely still try to stay connected to those guys and, and watch their games and just um, – you know, see what's going on and see how I can help in any way. You're playing, as we mentioned, at uh, Seattle against the Seahawks uh, Sunday afternoon at CenturyLink Field. Are you looking forward to that game maybe a little more than any other game in the uh, regular season? Definitely. You know, once I saw that on the schedule, uh, it was the first time I get to go back uh, the closest I can to home to play. So I have a lot of friends, a lot of uh, teammates from college, high school, coaches and stuff out there. So, It'll be awesome to, to go back out there. And it's my first time playing uh, in CenturyLink. So I've been to a game when I was little, but it'll be my first time actually playing in there. So I'm pretty excited to get back up there. What would it be like? What would it be like catching a touchdown pass there in CenturyLink in front of your fans? Uh, it'll be big. You know, I'm excited to get that opportunity. You know, uh, main thing we just want to come with a win and keep it rolling like we've been going. But um, to be able to have a good game, you know, in front of my some of my family, family and friends would be awesome, but you know, as long as we get that win, I'm good. Tyrell Williams, part of the five and two Los Angeles Chargers in the NFL, former Western Oregon University star Tyrell. I know it's a busy week for you, prep week as you get ready for that game in Seattle. Thanks for taking time for us tonight here on GNAC Insider, and I uh, look forward to to watching you on Sunday. And uh, hopefully, we'll have the opportunity to talk again before too long. Absolutely, no problem. Appreciate you having me on. Tyrell Williams joining us tonight from down there in Los Angeles. This is GNAC Insider. We're going to take a look at what's happening in women's soccer when Concordia forward Sydney Van Steenberg joins us when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry, and it's my pleasure now to be joined by Sydney Van Steenberg, Concordia Women's Soccer Forward. Sydney, thanks for joining us here tonight. Boy, this is a busy week for uh, for Concordia as well. 
as you get set to enter GNAC postseason play. You excited? Absolutely. Well, and, and well, you should. Concordia, 12-1-3 on the season, 9-1-2 in GNAC play to finish second in the GNAC. And you are going to host this week's GNAC championship. Talk a little bit about the opportunity to play the postseason at home. That has got to, I would think, be in uh, the Cavaliers' favor, is it not? Oh, for sure. I think we play. I think we play a lot better at home. I think that's a comfort for us. Um, it's great to be able to have our family and friends be able to come out and watch us. Um, so it's just really exciting. I think as the whole team, we're we're pretty excited about it. Well, you should be because your your semifinal matchup is against number three Seattle Pacific. That's coming up here Thursday night at seven going to be a rematch obviously of your regular season games with uh, with Seattle Pacific which resulted in a 1-1 draw at Tuominen Yard uh, so again it looks to me like this is going to be a pretty evenly uh, played game what are the challenges that Seattle Pacific presents to you what do you expect in this semi-final match I mean Seattle's a great a great team um, you know they have great offensive players, great attackers. They have um, a great goalie who makes some great saves. Um, the defensive line is solid. So I think it's just going to be a battle, and I think it's going to come down to who wants it more in the end, and it's going to be an exciting game to play in for sure. Another low-scoring affair, do you believe? I think so. I think looking um, – you know, past scores, it's always been obviously a tie or a 1-0 game. So, I mean, yeah, I would say that it's probably going to be a, a close game. Sydney Van Steenberg is joining us tonight, Concordia soccer standout, and I, I mean that. You rank third on the team in both goals and points. And the one thing I also wanted to bring up, the fact you're only one of a handful of Cavaliers to start every match you have appeared in this season. That uh, that shows some resilience there as well. When nicks and bumps during the course of a season can uh, can make p- uh, players miss time, what what makes you so uh, so resilient in in that regard? Uh, I think I I go out every practice and I you know put in my full effort. Um, I wouldn't say that it's an easy spot to earn. I think our depth on the team um, is great. I mean, I think that spot could go to anyone. So um, I just go out, work hard, and and ever in that starting spot. You were a second-team All-GNAC selection as a junior and an All-GNAC honorable mention recipient uh, this season as well. And I know you're probably not into individual accolades, but that's got to be a hard thing to, to have that happen and come to you in two straight seasons. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I don't focus too much on the individual awards. Um, I don't think that's something that people are necessarily going to remember long-term. Um, I just think the team awards and how we do as a whole is, is a lot better than the individual awards that we, we can get. So um, I just think as a whole team and as myself, having that team first mentality is um, probably what helps us be such a great team. What are you studying at Concordia, and what are your career goals? Um, I'm currently studying exercise and sports science. Um, 
my plans as of right now. I'm hoping to apply to some grad schools and um, I would like to teach long term. So it's kind of my route. And you're a native of McMinnville, Oregon. You went to uh, Perrydale High School. What was it about Concordia that uh, that uh, drew you to uh, to well go to school there, obviously, and to, to play soccer there as well? Yeah. So really, it was kind of a last minute thing. Um, I'm I'm very very grateful I ended up here. Obviously, I think the coaches were a huge part of why I came up here. I mean, Grant is is an awesome coach and an awesome person. Um, also the assistant coaches are fantastic people as well. So that's really what drew me to the school. Well, Sydney, I know you want to probably get back to studying and, and preparing for this, uh, this coming week as you get set to host the GNAC championships. Thank you for joining us tonight. Continued success on the soccer field, continued success in the classroom as well. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again, hopefully here on GNAC Insider. Yeah, thank you for having me. Sydney Van Steenberg joining us tonight from down in Portland here on GNAC Insider. And we are going to go from the soccer field to the, uh, well, to the cross-country realm. Felix Kemboy, Alaska Anchorage standout, will join us when GNAC Insider resumes after this timeout. The Wright brothers had a vision to do the impossible. Through perseverance, courage, and drive, their passion took flight. At Concordia University, this kind of revolutionary thinking is part of our DNA. Our MBA students don't learn in a lecture hall. They work as a team on actual case studies, and they appreciate how the evening, weekend, and online options make it easy to fit school into their busy lives. Free textbooks, iPads, and generous scholarships are available, too. Concordia MBA grad Dan Reese sums it up like this. The connections you make in a cohort program are really powerful. You build relationships, you're solving problems together. Everyone makes a commitment to be part of this process. I've built relationships that I know I'll use through the rest of my career. With a Concordia MBA, students learn to question, challenge, problem solve, and collaborate, thinking in new ways to make a positive impact in the workplace. Let your thought revolution begin at ConcordiaMBA.com. That's ConcordiaMBA.com. Back on GNAC Insider, I'm Robert Lowry. My pleasure now to be joined by Felix Kemboy, Alaska Anchorage cross-country runner. Felix, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you so much. Happy to have you on the uh, GNAC Freshman of the Year one year ago, and you have done nothing to to (laughs) diminish that as you have placed in the top two at all three events you have run in this year. Uh, your victory in the most recent meet, the Western Washington Classic, back on October 20th. You finished the uh, better-than-six-mile course in a time of 31 minutes and 40 seconds as you came in on top of all 163 competitors. Was that your best race as a UAA competitor? Yeah, I think that was my best race because uh, I remember the last 10K I ran last year. I did, I did really poorly. So I think that was the best uh, for me. What made it the best? How, when you're out there in the midst of a cross-country uh, race, do you ever feel, boy, this is going really, really well, or conversely, <laughs> this is coming a little harder today than I would have thought? 
Uh, uh, when when you are in a race, like you, you can you can tell how you'll finish it because your body you can feel your body like uh, am I am I becoming tired or uh, so when I was running that race I was just feeling okay and I was like I know this, I wanna I wanna take this one easily. Now you are getting set for the upcoming GNAC Championships down in Monmouth, Oregon Championship race Saturday morning at the Ash Creek Preserve. You obviously have, I'm assuming, run there before. Tell me a little bit about that course and and the uh, the challenges it presents to you and and the the rest of the competitors in that field. Ah, uh, the Hash Creek. I think I, I think a friend uh, before in that field, and I think it's really good because I remember my first uh, was it my second race I ran it there, and I was number one. So I think it's a really uh, nice course, uh, uh, and we are re- uh, we are really really prepared for it. We have been training really hard, and yeah, sure, we're gonna do it. Talk a little bit about that training. How do you prepare? When you go and prepare for, in this case, the, the GNAC championships, what do you do? How do you train for that? How do you taper and get ready for the championships? Uh, I think it's just about uh, a teamwork. We just like you, we, we all work together as a team, you know, like uh, getting those long, uh, tempo runs together, uh, doing the speed works together, you know, with that determination that we're going to win something, we're going to do something as a team, you know. So it's just about the teamwork and then the individual effort, uh, which uh, will uh, transpire into a team a team uh, prosperity. Okay. Now, I, and I, if, if I'm mispronouncing this, please, please help me out. Is it Eldoret, Kenya? Yeah. Is that where you're from, Eldoret? Talk a little bit about yeah, how I'm you from- got from... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm from Eldoret, Kenya. And, what uh, was it about this Alaska Anchorage program that uh, that encouraged you and obviously uh, five other uh, natives of Kenya to uh, to be there at UAA? Uh, in Eldoret, we have a very nice uh, tra- training camp uh, where the uh, student athletes are being trained. So when I when I and then like Alaska is uh, known is no is really known in that camp, so I was like let me let me let me try apply uh, Alaska, and then I I see if I can get uh, admitted there and then, so I just kept applying to Alaska and then I was admitted uh, to Alaska yeah. So what are you it's like what do you? Is, uh, I'm sorry. It's like Alaska is. Alaska is really is really known uh, uh, by much of the like the students running there, so they many are applying right here. Okay, what are you studying there at uh, Alaska Anchorage? Uh, right now, I'm I am still doing the uh, the courses for for me to apply the nursing program. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have some career aspirations? What do you want to do when your running career, and it's probably going to be going on for a while, but what, when your running career is, is through, what, what do you want to do in life? Uh, you, I, I just want to graduate with uh, my, uh, my nursing degree, and then I'll just go back to Kenya and then go and help uh, 
like improve the the health the health uh, facilities back in Kenya and you know as those who are in India. Okay. Well, Felix, yeah. we really appreciate you making some time for us tonight from Anchorage. You're having another great year, and you're just a sophomore, so I, I think it's probably a pretty good bet that we're <laughs> going to talk to you again here on GNAC Insider. Thank you for joining us tonight, and, and good luck uh, not only uh, in the upcoming championship but throughout the rest of your career there at UAA. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. Felix Camboy joining us tonight from Anchorage as we now take a look around the GNAC. In football, number 19 Central Washington will travel to Southwest Baptist for an 11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time start this coming Saturday. That game can be placed, uh, played, I should say, in Bolivar, Missouri. The two GNAC games this week will kick off at one, two other ones, as Western Oregon plays at Simon Fraser, and Humboldt State is home to host Azusa Pacific. In men's soccer, top-ranked Simon Fraser back in action for a pair of matches this week. The clan will travel to second-place Western Washington on Thursday before playing at Montana State Billings Saturday in the regular season finale. On the women's pitch, number six, Western Washington will meet Simon Fraser in Thursday's GNAC Championship Semi. 17th-ranked Concordia will host Seattle Pacific in the tournament's other semifinal action. And the winners of those two matches will then face off for Saturday afternoon's championship match in Portland. In volleyball, 11 matches on tap this week. Number two, Western Washington will put its 21-match winning streak on the line on Thursday against Western Oregon and again two days later against Concordia. In men's golf, the fall season will come to a close as Western Washington and St. Martin's both compete at the Hawaii Hilo Dennis Rose Intercollegiate. On the women's side, three teams are in action at the Cal State San Marcos Fall Classic. And in cross-country, all 11 conference teams will meet in Monmouth, Oregon, for the GNAC Championships Meet Preserve. Remember that for the latest in the GNAC, visit GNACsports.com to find news, stats, standings, and more. Also, you can connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider, which we will do right after this timeout. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung high-impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. Well, just time for us to thank tonight's guests on GNAC Insider, Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Tyrell Williams, Concordia women's soccer standout Sidney Van Steenberg, and also Felix Kimboy from the University of Alaska Anchorage cross-country team. I want to thank each of them for joining us here tonight 
Also want to thank our producer, Connor Pelton, GNAC Commissioner Dave Hagland, and as always, thanks to you for joining us. Next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, we'll be back with our next edition of GNAC Insider, at which point we will talk about some of these GNAC championship events and uh, take a look at the upcoming winter sports seasons as well. It'll be another action-packed GNAC Insider next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Pacific. Until then, I'm Robert Lowry. Once again, thanks for joining us. Until next Tuesday, you consider yourself a GNAC Insider. So long for now. You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.